You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This is episode 106 of the Wisdom by Wessa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Donnell. And I'm Sophia Aguila. Welcome to Wisdom by Wessa on the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WESA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. Speaking of news, we just finished writing the four panel, which is the first August 2023 information specifically for our retailers. And Mike, we're getting ready to mail that out pretty soon. What's going to be there? What's on that? What's on that four panel? All kinds of useful information. For example, we have the registration deadlines. Everybody knows by when they should register, the partnered hotels and the WESA app information, and of course, also first list of our events. And I know we're still months away from the August WESA trade show, but just one event that I wanted to highlight as early as now is the WESA Benefit Golf Tournament, because last year we moved the event from the traditional golf course um, to Top Golf, and then this year we're making accessing the event even easier by providing wristbands so everybody Go and sign up to get your wristbands soon. Just email Tracy at tanderson at westsidetrader.com or download the sign-up sheets from our August event page via westsidetrader.com. Sounds like fun. It will be a great kickoff to the August 2023 trade show. It actually is on Wednesday, August 23rd. Okay, thanks. Canadian athlete Monique Vec was a mountain biker and a barrel racer. She began to realize that her mountain biking shirts were much more comfortable than her barrel racing shirts in the hot weather and decided to marry the two. After sewing together a couple of handmade shirts, she realized the concept had great potential and started Sport 6 Apparel, selling her moisture-wicking shirts to barrel racers, breakaway ropers, and mounted shooters. Many of these athletes are wearing them as casual clothing, not just for competition or ranch work. Following a strong acceptance of her line at the recent Wessa show, Monique has dropped her online sales business and is concentrating on selling through retailers. She joins us today to tell us a lot more. Monique Vec, welcome to the Wisdom by Wessa podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It is such a pleasure. I do have to say it's a little bit of a pinch me moment. It seems like it wasn't all that long ago that I was a stay-at-home mom cleaning houses to now getting the opportunity to speak with you fine folks about the world of fashion in Western wear. Well, and it's going to be fun. And while you, let's go back to the, the, the early 2000s. I mean, you may have been cleaning houses, but you were at least a two-sport athlete. You were a mountain biker and you were a barrel racer. And then around, uh, what, 2014, uh, the light dawned that you didn't really like what you were wearing to run barrels, but you really liked what you were wearing to be a mountain biker. And why don't you tell us a little bit about how you envisioned how those two probably should come together and then became a company. 
Absolutely. So as, as you said, that's literally how it started. It came out of necessity. Um, being a downhill mountain biker, I knew the benefits of wearing athletic fabrics, especially when you're competing and it's very, very hot. Also, I'm a barrel racer. I was at an event. It was exceptionally hot. And that's when the aha happened is that I like just completely said to myself, I wish I was wearing my cycling jersey for competition right now. So what I did is I'm not a, a great sewer, so the irony that I'm in the clothing business is not lost on me. I went to a local secondhand store, and I bought shirts where the collar and the cuffs sort of matched my cycling jerseys, and I sewed them on. I hand-sewed them on badly, but I got them on there, which made them legal for use in competition because I now had a collar and a cuff. I wore them to my barrel racing finals, Everybody kept coming up to me saying how much they loved them and how unique they were. And that is literally where it started was just just simply out of necessity that I just wanted to be com- cooler while I was competing. Well, I mean, it's the, I think that's a great story. And you know as well as anybody else that taking a concept and ending up with a business are two separate challenges. So let's talk a bit about how we segued from hand-sewn shirts together to run barrels to recognizing and getting a business started. Yeah, absolutely. So it, when I say it's grassroots, it literally started grassroots. Um, I remember putting it together with um, a local store here. And because this, a shirt like this had never been made before, because I took the best parts of a cycling jersey and I brought them into the world of Western wear. So I kept like the bottom elastic that you see on cycling jerseys because, um, because it made it handy because the shirts would never untuck. I kept the really cooling fabric, the side vents. I kept the 100% UV protection. I tried to keep all the best parts of a cycling jersey and bring it into a Western shirt. But the problem was is nobody had ever done it before. So we had to completely come up with a brand new shirt, like a pattern. So it was trial and error, um, back and forth, trying to get it 100% correct. When we finally did, um, I remember pre-selling, I think it was only 30 shirts. And it was, you know, friends and family. That's how all businesses start, is friends and family. And I remember when I sold those that I had enough money left over that the next time I ordered shirts that I free and clear was able to keep like 10 shirts that were, you know, this is now my inventory. This is now how I start my business. And it literally started grassroots like that. I didn't even have $2,000 to start this company to it just kind of growing more and more simply from consumers because it was word-of-mouth marketing. Um, To date, I have never spent um, money on marketing, on social media marketing, on print marketing, on radio marketing. It's all been word-of-mouth marketing, which in my opinion is the best, and it's just grown year after year after year um, to the point now where we have some customers. um, We did a fun little survey on our um, air-conditioned shirt page on Facebook this morning to say, how many shirts do you have? And, I mean, 50-plus was one girl, which surprised me. Um, One was 40 shirts, one was 16 shirts, one was 18 shirts. So the buyer retention and coming back and buying them and that word of mouth is just how it got bigger and bigger and bigger 
all the way up to the point where I attended my very first WESA show uh, this year. So talk about that a bit. The WESA show was something that I had gotten to the point where I didn't want to do an e-commerce anymore. Um, I didn't want to do that day-to-day shipping. I wanted to sell, you know, instead of shipping 25 individual shirts, I wanted to sell one store 25 shirts, and then I'm only going and shipping once versus 25 times. So when you are a new-ish company, even though I've been, it'll be our 10-year anniversary next year, but we had never done full-blown wholesale with the brick-and-mortar stores. So when you're new like that and you're in the world of Western wear and fashion, WESA is a must. You have to go. You have to be seen. So I went, and I had, like, the tiniest little booth. It set, it set up in less than 10 minutes, and it was tore down even faster. And the amount of um, eyes that a company gets on it, um, it's, it's huge. And the, and the conversations, and thankfully we are so blessed with so many amazing customers that were pushing their local stores to come and see us at WESA. So we had quite a few coming and seeing us, you know, just saying, look, our customers have been messaging us. We, you know, we, that we need to come and see what you have and, and you know, what you offer. Uh, so WESA for us was just, it was incredible. It was the whole thing. Everybody says that Sunday is the quietest day. Uh-uh. It was our busiest day. That is where we signed, I think, the most um, contracts and took orders was on the Sunday. Wow. Now, we talked a bit about this when you and I talked a couple of days ago. Now you are faced with a different volume goal, but we talked about how you're going about your production, who's producing these products, and the guidelines that you have for people that you want to work with or you want to work with you. Yeah, absolutely. Because we are a family-run business, that is literally how we started with hand-drawing, you know, our designs. We really enjoy working with family-run businesses. And that doesn't mean they're small family-run businesses. I mean, look at us. We're a family-run business, and we're, you know, reasonably substantial. Um, So we really want to stick with family-run businesses. Uh, We really wanted to switch um, because I do have manufacturers all over the place from Canada, I've worked in the United States, Mexico, Vietnam, China. I, that, I mean, the list kind of goes on because they were all smaller run family companies. So when we went to WESA, I really wanted to make the switch to 100% made in North America. Now, we know that that costs us more to manufacture. But we also believe that there is value in that for the stores to have a product in their store that is 100% made in North America because there isn't as much made in North America as there used to be. So we really pushed and promoted that. And we're very thankful that, I mean, we have a, a wonderful manufacturer in Mexico that I mean, we literally will text message with one another and we'll send our, each other pictures of, of, of family vacations and things like that. Like, that is the relationship that we want to have with everybody involved with our, our company. Um, so for us, it matters um, to have that solid connection and to be on a first-name basis, handshake kind of deals. I kind of, even though we are new school in our technology with our fabrics and everything like that, we are very old school business minded. Um, and 
I believe there's value in that, and and um, I'm looking forward to uh, you know seeing that come to fruition with all of the you know the new stores uh, that we are bringing on. So now that you're pursuing the retail market, what do you look for in a retailer that you want to become a longtime business partner of the company? The biggest thing that we look for is. Um, I, I, I hate to hate to say it, but I want people to do exactly what they say. I find a lot of times in business now that um, it's 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 all talk. So that's what I say. I would la- I want to see people um, back it up, and when I, I want to have a conversation with people, and they need to know me and have comfort, and I need to know them and have comfort. Obviously, they need to be um, in the world of of Western apparel. Uh, we catered a lot to barrel racers because we've had a lot of barrel racers wear our shirts from the late Nancy Hunter back in, gosh, when was that, 2016? Her and I started the uh, Glitter Like Gold Night at the NFR, which is the first Saturday of every NFR now is, is Gold Night, and that's something that her and I started. To Fallon Tar- Taylor's worn our shirts, Carmen Pazabon, uh Leslie Smallgo just wore them. So there's lots of big-name barrel racers that have worn our shirts, are wearing our shirts. Um, there's lots of barrel racers that wear our shirts that are sponsored by other people, but they wear our shirts at home for working horses because when you're working all day out in the heat and in the sun, you want something that's going to keep you cool and burn-free, and we offer that. Uh, to stores that really cater to uh, mounted shooters, which is our second biggest market, uh, mounted shooters really love our apparel and and now um, breakaway ropers. Um, they're really kind of jumping in because they're realizing that the full range of motion that you have with our shirts, um, because they really need to reach out and over and they don't want to get stuck and caught in their shoulder and have that shirt grab them. And all of our shirts have four-way stretch, so the, the flexibility and range of motion is huge with them. So the stores that we want, you know, ideally if they have those type of clientele coming in a lot, the the barrel racers and mounted shooters and ropers, um, and then even right down to the people that are just sitting on a tractor for 12 hours a day when it's haying season, um, because they are more than just competition. They are for working outside in the yard. We have gardeners wearing them. We have, you know, even people that are on vacation, they'll wear them because they don't want to get burnt when they're out in the sun. So so it's kind of nice to see that it's kind of moved into different aspects of people's lives versus just in the arena. Uh, most times when people wear our shirts, um, they don't take them off. Often you see at competitions where when it's really, really hot and we're talking like 114 and they'll they'll make their run, and then they'll quickly go back to the trailer, and they'll put their tank top on. Um, in our shirts, they don't do that because you're actually cooler wearing our shirts than uh, taking them off and wearing a tank top. So we're talking about the functionality, but clearly there's a fashion angle here as well. I'm assuming that the barrel racer who owned the 50 shirts, they don't all look alike. Yeah. So you clearly, how do you go about providing the fashion side of this functional clothing? You know, to be completely honest with you, I go straight to the fashion runway um, because they're generally about two to three years ahead of us. Um, And I need that time to um, have a look at trends, colors, patterns, 
I also am a woman, and we like to look good. So I really try to work the shapes and the patterns so that they are figure-flattering to women. So if we have darker panels in the, on the side, so it basically creates a little bit more of a, an hourglass illusion. I am a tall girl that is built like a football player. I have broad shoulders, slab-sided. There, there's, you're not going to make an hourglass out of me no matter how you try. So I create the illusion of it with design, and it's been very popular. It's been very popular. Our signature design is like that. And then when it comes down to different styles, this is where we team up with our team members because I'm, I mean, I just had my 54th birthday. So I am of one age demographic. So what I think is really, really cool in fashion is not what a 20-year-old is going to think is really, really cool in fashion. So we work with Maddie Stoltman, who produces A Barrel Racer Life, who is a huge social media personality. And she offers that different age demographic. So the designs that she presents with me, I look at it and I'm like, I, my mind wouldn't even think to put that together. But she puts it together. We make samples up and they sell like crazy. Um, right down to um, Carmen Pazabon, who is here in Canada. Um, she also went to the uh, National Finals Rodeo in 2018. She won the all-round then. So... She has a little bit more of a traditional style when it comes down to designing shirts. Um, and then this year we had uh, Leslie Smalgo, who just went to the NFR uh, last year. Uh, she also designed a bunch of shirts for us. All unique, different, all different age demographics. So it really appeals to a broad spectrum from bold, bold, bold designs to you know, a simple solid black. And most people think solid black, that's going to be so hot in the sun. Not in ours. Never, never. It's the coolest solid black shirt you'll ever wear. <laughs> Are you still mountain biking? Mountain biking, I do. But I'm kind of getting to the point where I really don't want to chuck myself off the side of a mountain and, and you know, go down to the bottom anymore. So not as much as I used to. When okay, I was I'm just curious when that's... When those two yeah. came together, and I and the last time we talked, I said, I got to ask her, is she going to now come out with a new line of mountain biking shirts? But I don't think you need to. <laughs> I think you've done this pretty well, Monique. I mean, it's a great story. It's a, clearly a, a small business to bigger business success story. You know, you're hands-on in terms of how you go about doing this. I admire you making such a tremendous strategic shift away from online sales to moving to wholesale through retail sales. That's a big deal. You know, I'm sure you thought long and hard about doing that the right way. And it looks as if maybe thanks to some, uh, some thanks to Wessa that you were able to make that transition. And now you're in a whole new chapter of the business. Yeah. Yeah. That, uh, that big shift happened for me simply because I actually want to get out in that barrel patch and compete. And when I was working, you know, 12 hours a day with the shirts and shipping, 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 I didn't have as much time. So the whole let's switch to wholesale is to free up some time so that I can get out there and start competing again because I am a, I am a competitor. I love training horses. I love competing with horses. And, I mean, goals, I have goals. I have lots of goals. So, you know, I need to be able to allow that. And for me, it was, you know, just jump, just jump. And, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But if it does, yay. 
Well, it sounds like it is, and it's giving you, you know, the big term now is work-life balance, and that's clearly that shift is going to give you, it would appear, a different and a better work-life balance, but I've really enjoyed this conversation. I'm so sorry that Casey wasn't here because she's running barrels competitively on the pro circuit, along with being a mother, and I would have loved to have had her talk to you about this as well, but I did the best I can, and I really think you told a great story. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I will see Casey out in the barrel pen somewhere. You will somewhere, I guarantee you. (laughs) Okay. Hey, thanks for spending the time with us. Oh, it has absolutely been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. The show notes and links from today's show can be found at the WESA website, wisdombywesa.com. And as always, we'd like to hear your feedback. There's a contact link on that site. The Wisdom by Wessa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players. You can also listen on wisdombywessa.com and wessatreasure.com. Wessa, where the industry meets.